What is the premise of purpose? Why are we here? And how do some people make so much impact in their lifetime, while others exist on autopilot? This is where we explore all things revolutionary in business, mindset, and your everyday life. I'm Anna Graybow, a spiritual coach and business mentor who helps you turn your passion into your livelihood. Check out my newest product, the Full Web Goddess Template, an opportunity for you to create your website and launch your business instantly in a beautiful and easy way. Just go to the-webgoddess.com to get started today. Also, if you use the coupon PURPOSE10, you will get 10% off. Today, we have Alina Fernandez, known worldwide as the Positive Mom. She is a best-selling author, internationally acclaimed storyteller, and award-winning mom entrepreneur. As a founder of the Positive Mom community, Alina helps moms turn their painful stories into best-selling books, profitable courses, and well-crafted, impactful talks so they can earn passive income as inspiring messengers and digital entrepreneurs. Her award-winning emotional wholeness programs inspire millions of moms around the world to break cycles, find peace, and feel whole. So welcome, Alina. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Anna. I'm so, so delighted to be here with you. Me too. So please tell us, what is your purpose? I love that question because that drives everything in my life. And my purpose is to create healing for moms by providing education, inspiration, and transformation to all moms everywhere. <laughs> beautiful. And where did this purpose come from? I know you have quite a beautiful story. So how did this become birthed out of you, if you will? Where did it all come from? <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting how you look back. And I think it was Steve Jobs that said that all the dots sort of connect and you didn't see, see it coming. But then in retrospect, you see how it all turned to be from childhood. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know this when I created The Positive Mom. I actually thought about this idea or was actually inspired about this idea when I was on the ground in the fetal position just thinking that my life was over. And I'll tell you, Anna, it was a really strong pull for me that I thought that there was nothing I could do to continue my life and to, to make sense of it. Because I've, I had been in that moment, I was 28 years old and I had two little toddlers. Uh, now I have four kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> little preview there, but... Um, but they were one and two at that time. And I had just found out that I was going to be a single mom. I had been in this country, I live in the US in Fort Worth, Texas. But at that moment, I had been in this country for you know, a very short time. And I couldn't even leave the country to be with my family, to be with the people that I love, that support me. And I just felt that I was alone in the world. I didn't have a bank account or money under the mattress or money in my pocket. I didn't know how to drive or had a car. I just didn't know what to do. And I know that 
this, you know, these circumstances are unique to me probably, but I know that these are all components of things that we all go through in our lives, you know, feeling like no one understands, feeling all alone, feeling like we don't have choices available to us. And it was a very, very dark moment. And I'm on the cold tile and just just thinking, how am I going to end it? That was my only question. When I thought about this vision that I had had as a child, and it was the vision that, and we'll talk about that later, but it was how I decided to learn English and to, you know, see this picture of the childhood that I wanted for my life. And I had this inspiration and I thought about, you know, different things came to mind, like this beautiful picture um, that I watched called It's a a Beautiful Life or Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful uh, that I had watched in Italian. I speak three languages. (laughs) Uh, And in this movie, I'm going to ruin it a little bit for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is in, you know, experiencing a concentration camp mm. with his young son. And he makes this magical world oh. for his son, even though he's going through unspeakable horrors. And, you know, he knows his destiny. Yeah. Uh, you know, he knows the fate that has been dictated for him and for his child but in those moments and i always get chills i'm you know, feeling it right now <laughs> yeah and he's painting this you know he's talking about this game uh il gioco uh, you know the game like it's all a game and it's so exciting and i was thinking you know i can i can do that yeah. i can go through this horror oh. and maybe make it look like magical for my kids because oh. i was thinking about them then I thought about this Bible verses that I had read over and over, and I realized that there was nothing in that verse. And it was like, blessed are the meek and blessed, I don't know, you know, people are familiar with this, yeah. this verses, even if they're not religious. But, and I was like, there's nothing there about doing. It's all about being. So maybe I don't know what to do. <laughs> but I can be that and I can write what to be. And it was the first moment that sort of like, there was a mind shift that, you know, I got up from the floor and I was like, you know, I can be positive like that man in the movie. And then I can be grateful and be grateful that, you know, everything is gone and we're, you know, experiencing homelessness right now, but I have my kids. I have the best part. I could be a positive mom. And that's where it all came from. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be a blog, that it's going to be a community, that it was going to, you know, launch my career. But I knew that I could start by writing because that was the tool that I have always used to, you know, just really express and process my pain Mm -hmm. and so that's how it all started and and then you know piece by piece I I started getting like just the puzzle together and and that's how it all came through and and I was telling you how it stems from childhood because then I realized 
I wanted to create the childhood that I didn't have and also to be the mom that I didn't have. Wow. And so, so everything, everything in my platform stems from all of the painful experiences that I've had. There's trauma and the trauma is being transmitted and how, how people and we as moms can be helpless sometimes in the ways that we react and unconsciously treat our children or, or traumatize our children yes. because of what we've been through. And so wow. that that is a lot, I know, but that's, you know, there's no simple way of, of answering this question. I love it. As you were speaking, it just, it just felt like, wow, Alina has such a beautiful message to share with the world and she couldn't have shared it if she hadn't gone through that trauma, you know, which is just so beautiful because a lot of people, you know, they hear that, oh, you have to go through things to learn and to understand and to help others. But it's really hard to truly see that so clearly, but it was just so poignant and beautiful in the way you said it. And also just this idea of, you know, as you were telling your story and you were saying maybe a lot of people haven't had this exact experience, you know, maybe to some it sounds like unthinkable, but for others, being in a concentration camp is unthinkable. And you were able to find something even more unthinkable than where you were. And you were able to see that so clearly and and just understanding that it was about being in that moment. I mean, what a beautiful revelation. I mean, and wow. Thank you. And you know, that's one of the tools that we can use. I use it. I've, I've been using it since that moment. It's every single day when I wake up, I make a to-be list. So I used to be, uh, you know, a perfectionist and a performer and a prove myself type of girl. But after I got that tool, which was absolutely a download of the moment. It was like, okay, what I need to focus on is who I need to be. So I write my to-be list, you know, three to five things that I want to be. And that creates the environment that I want to, you know, that I that I want in my life, but also that I, I actually allows me to achieve the things that I want to achieve. It's genius. I've never heard of a to-be list, but I'm doing this from now on. Wow. I mean, you have such an inspirational story. I've heard your beautiful story from the beginning. So I want you to share some of that. But I'm really curious, like, what are some of your dreams and goals now that you're in this new stage of actually being able to start changing lives and helping people? What do you want out of this life? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for asking that. Because, you know, I believe in what I like to call bold goals. <laughs> and I think that 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 ties in so well with, with, you know, you wanting to hear my story because it all started with a very bold goal. And sometimes we don't understand that even when we don't necessarily achieve what we're trying to achieve, having that bold goal can be lead us to a path that we didn't even understand was possible for us. And for me, it saved my life. It got me from the tile floor onto the positive mom platform. So it all started, you know, when I was seven years old, I had already been through a lot of trauma. Um, I already had been thinking about um, dying by suicide pretty much daily. Yeah. Um, I 
just had a very, very rough childhood in a slum uh, where I'm from in the Dominican Republic. And, you know, it was not just my home. I was surrounded by dysfunction, by poverty, by unnecessary death and just a lot of trauma that was going on. And and there, there was a lot of work that, you know, it's 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 not really necessarily healthy for a child to fetch water, to, uh, you know, watch your siblings, to, you know, just really not have all of what we know now are considered the children's rights, you know, and what children need to, for a healthy development. So it's, you know, it was really tough. And I was seven years old and I'm coming back, you know, from my daily chore with my brother and we go to this landfill <laughs> behind our little shack and this was the place where we would find all of the favorite things that we like to play with and i found a magazine and we we're like eclipse because we didn't know english and we didn't you know we knew what english looked like <laughs> because we had seen it and my dad loved you know all these english songs <laughs> and we kind of sang along pre pretending that we knew the words uh so we kind of knew that it was english but we didn't know how to speak english mm -hmm. and and so it was highlights but we like eclipse Eclipse, oh. and we're looking through this dirty, you know, soggy magazine, and we're like seeing all these kids that have everything that we've ever dreamed of, oh. you know, like books and toys, like whole toys, mm. and just wearing jeans, <laughs> and, you know, just things that uh, that we wouldn't have ever dreamed to to have brand new, you know, because we we did have a lot of hand me downs and things like that. But um, I I saw a picture that just got burnt into my image, into my you know into my mind, to my psyche, and I I I said to my brother, if we learn this language, we're going to have this life. <laughs> I was seven years old and he was five. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but because of that image, I decided to save up money to learn English, wow. which I did. And by the time I was 11, I enrolled in English classes. Uh, and by the time I was 15, I was teaching English. Wow in that center. And so that allowed me to go to college, to move out from, you know, what I thought the most horrible life experience that I knew to, you know, just really start a new life where everything was possible. Yes. And, and so that was the power of that vision. Mm -hmm. I never had that childhood, obviously, you know, that was Kind of an unreasonable thing to think yes uh, because it wasn't like a magic wand it did take a lot of time I, I i went to you know saved for four years and did a lot of storytelling businesses which yes. were, you know that's not surprising um but this is what having a bold vision creates for us it actually allows us to go into a path that we would have never considered and allow us to create other things that we didn't think about. And it comes full circle because my children did have that life. They're mm -hmm. having that life. And mm -hmm. so even though it doesn't look like what I thought in that moment, it's better. It's and better. so 
And so that actually is my vision. Oh. That magazine picture with a loving mom and a loving dad and a love, you know, lo just loving parents yeah. and, and a child having a magical childhood with everything that they need, where in your home, whatever that looks like, your home experience, it's a healthy, loving, conscious one. That is my dream. My dream is that all moms receive the healing and and the training and the transformational tools that they need so that they can be conscious parents and that's what i call a positive parents is is a, a a positive mom is one that's peaceful present playful very important and what i like to call on purpose which means that you're not a codependent parent mm -hmm. and your life doesn't depend on your child Oh, yes. There's a transference there. I could go on forever about that. But that you have a different purpose, that that motherhood is a part of that, but that you actually are a whole individual yes. that has aspirations and goals and, and a, a sense of purpose outside of motherhood, too. Alana, I can't tell you how beautiful everything you are saying is. Oh, my goodness. I mean... What would you say to a mother who feels, well, wow, Alina, you're just amazing. And I don't know how you did this. And, you know, like here, I don't have issues like that, but I just can't get past them. I mean, how, what would you say to someone who feels like they just can't find that positivity? Oh, that's such a great question because you know what? I'm not special at all. And, and yes, like I've been through so much and, you know, I am an advocate for ending adverse childhood experiences because out of 10, I've been through eight. Uh, it's a just, you know, major things that I've been through in my life. And yet it, it doesn't have to be major. Mm -hmm. If you are struggling is because there, there, there are two things that, that really, uh, I would say stunt someone developmentally. And it's, you either got stunted in your autonomy or your identity. Mm. And you either went through abuse, which, you know, we know what that looks like, but then there's also neglect. Mm. Many of us don't think about that as a trauma. Yeah. And trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happened to you. Right. We've heard that from Gabor Mate. We've heard, you know, something similar from Peter Levine. So all of the trauma experts agree that I could be through this, you know, the same experience as somebody else. And if I have support and a loving environment, then I'm going to be able to process it faster than yes. someone who didn't. So I'll tell you an example. You know, have you ever seen that movie Mean Girls? Or oh, the yes. And, you know, one of the, the I would say, the hallmarks of that movie is the phrase, you can't sit with us. Right. You're holding your little tray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mean girl. Well, I never even thought about this, but that's the experience of a child mm -hmm. when they are told you need a timeout. Yes. Yes. You can't sit with us. You can't be with us. Yeah. You are not good enough 
because you're angry or you're not good enough because you are too loud or you're not good enough. You can't sit with us. Yes. And so how many of you, of us, how many children out there experience that and they don't see it as a trauma when they're alone in their room because of something innocent that they did Yeah. because they are not good enough and not worthy. So when you find someone that's saying, I'm, you know, I haven't been through that. And yet I, I don't know, I just can't feel good enough. And I don't think like I can get past things. It's because you have trauma that is dormant there. Mm -hmm. You you know, we as a society don't recognize as trauma, but it's there and it's, it's not letting you move forward because you haven't healed. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is process that trauma. And I actually have a three-step I mean, it's a seven step system. You can find it on the blog as a seven step, but I'll do, I'll do three that if you do those three will help you get out of it. And and it's every morning. And I do this, of course, you know, I call it dating your pain every morning or night or in the middle of the day, whenever you find space. I know that having little ones sometimes is like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) <laughs> but it's just two minutes. You, you just take two minutes. If you can take 10, even better, but two minutes is enough because uh, neuroanatomist Jill Bolte-Taylor actually told us that every emotion that we experience, it just takes 90 seconds to process it. So, wow. so yeah, so we've got this, you yeah, know, we've got this. <laughs> we've got this, we got two minutes. And so um, first, you know, you, I call it see it, sense it, say it. Mm-hmm. First, you see it in your mind. So that means you're going to recall any experience um, that you thought was painful or stressful or traumatic, a memory, or it could be something that just happened, but it, you know, something like that. And if you can't recall it, you ask your mind, like, what was something painful? And you will sometimes be surprised at what, what shows up and trust it. Even yes. if you didn't think, uh, you know, your rational mind doesn't think that's painful. It's like, what? That a bird, you know, crashed into my car? Like, mm-hmm. how is that? No, just trust it and go with it. Mm-hmm. And finding your body. So this is the sensor part. Finding your body where that's stored, where, where you can feel that. And you, you'll find it. And then the third step is that, after, you know, as you feel that in your body, then you're going to say it. And what it, what are you going to say? You're going to say how hard it is. You're going to validate your pain. And you're going to say, you know what? Yeah, that's stressful. That was hard. But you're going to do it by saying your name. So you're going to say, mm-hmm. Anna, Elena, whatever your name is. Yeah. You're going to say it to yourself. And you're going to say, I get it. Of course, you are angry. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. And that's it. That's it. Validating your pain is the way to move through it. There are so many studies that tell us that. And yet what we try to do is bypass it and be grateful for for the bad and uh, what didn't kill us, make us stronger. None of that is going to make it go away. Yeah. Validate it. Be your best friend. That's what your best friend would do, would be saying, like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, you were five. Of course, that was like a big deal to you. Oh, 
or you were you know you had just been promoted and that person didn't say anything and you wanted to be recognized for it because it, it doesn't have to be something that happens it could be something that doesn't happen yes definitely wow this is so wonderful i'm loving this so once someone recognizes their trauma and they start to you know allow it and validate it and acknowledge it and they can heal what happens after that right once we've started to work through some of this trauma what what comes next yeah so you know when once you clear because it, it's it's very um it, it's it's like when you clear something from your computer and it works so much better yes <laughs> uh you know it's like a software update now you're going to have that space to process things better and to react better Wow. and to respond actually rather than react because wow. you're going to be parenting yourself and as a mom when you call out those adult parts of yourself then your little child is not going to be triggered anymore so your children are not going to trigger you that much because let me tell you this when the momster comes out that's what i call her <laughs> uh i always recognize oh of course, she's asking for that over and over 25,000 times. She's four. Yeah. Normal. That's how she asks for stuff. Why yeah. am I triggered? Oh, because I'm not getting what I ask for. Or maybe because I don't have the courage to ask for what I need. So mm -hmm. this little child is so bold in asking for what she needs. She's triggering me because I don't have that. Wow. I'm not exercising the one that I have in me. So you start to see clear patterns because things are not going to trigger you that much. And I always say mothering is the most triggering experience we'll ever have. Wow. Because as that child is four, you're acting like a four-year-old. <laughs> and at ch that child is 15, your 15-year-old is all rolled up inside you. Wow. As you start to heal it, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to come up and you're going to actually be an adult parent. Wow. Yeah. And parenting from an adult self uh, rather than, you know, and I talked about, you know, raising teenagers, how it's, it could be such a satisfying experience and not this crazy thing that people think it to be because yeah. when you're an adult, teenagers are fascinating and, and yeah. easy to raise. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Wow. And how old are your kids now? I have a 20 year old who's wow. graduating college. Oh, oh my, my gosh. She's Congratulations. Like, yes. Uh, and a 19 year old who's going into film school mm -hmm. and a nine year old and a three year old. So all over the place. And I'm a homeschool mom of all of them. So, you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're just such an incredible person. Oh my goodness. I mean, I love you, Alina. You're just beautiful. Oh my goodness. So, what is your other like, goal for the world, your view, your dreams? What would you love to be able to share with people in this time? I love that because, you know, one of the, the things that I do in my community is that not only do we learn how to heal and, and that's what I call being positive. Being positive is not really bypassing with affirmations. Affirmation is great, are great when you have done the work to to heal. And, but we also talk about tools that help us then monetize our gifts, uh, you know, tap into our creativity. And so I 
think that my contribution uh, and my goal is is a world where moms have that sense of purpose. Yes. So because that can open up so much, you know, when you see you heal your inner child, then then other qualities of that inner child start to come up. You're more playful. You're more creative. Your imagination is on fire. So you're able to actually create wealth and create prosperity. Because one of the things that I, you know, and you said it is it's three things, find peace, which is the priceless, the most priceless asset that we could have, um, then break cycles. So that means addiction, that means trauma, that means poverty. Yeah. And then feel whole because we're going to feel like we have all the parts that we need in our life. And and I think, you know, this is not about being perfect. I think I think that this is about feeling fulfilled and and really just knowing that you're doing what you can, not your best, because it's not a contest, <laughs> but yeah. what you can, mm. what you can give, what you can express, who you can be. And that just creates joy and in a sense of that fulfillment that we're talking about. Wow. And what like inspires you? Because here you are this inspiration to so many, but what inspires you now? Well, my kids inspire me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always say there are three ways to learn. It's through mentors, misery, or mistakes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the three M's. <laughs> so oh. I think that we, you know, if we choose to be inspired by other people, mm-hmm. um, I think that we can avoid the misery and the mistakes a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> At least some of it. <laughs> and then that that will make us uh, more resilient when we do have to experience the misery and the, and the mistakes that are unavoidable in our path through life. But I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired by kids because they, they're so genuine and authentic. You know, they, they pee when they need to pee. And, and as grown-ups, we hold our pee. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they laugh when something is funny. They cry when something is hurtful. Uh, they kiss the mirror when they mm. see their image. They get up when they are learning to walk and they don't judge themselves. So, you know, it's just such a beautiful way to be. It's um, yeah, that it's not about, you know, proving and performing and, and perfection. It's just like... I am a magical being and I know it and I deserve my needs and I'm going to ask boldly for them. It's just, yes, let's be that child. (laughs) That is an inspiration. I agree. Wow. Wow. And if someone wants to learn more about you or connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, thepositivemom.com, that's, you know, where they can learn about me and also read all of my blog posts. I've been blogging for 18 years now, Use that moment on the tile floor. And uh, that's there's also a, a place where they can find out about the community. The community is free, actually, because it's my gift to the world. I've been giving given so much and I just want to give back so they can join the community in English or in Spanish. Wow. And I mean, all of the social media platforms at The Positive Mom. Oh, so, so incredible, Alina. And is there anything else that you really want to share with everyone today? I would say, yes, I would say, you know, thank you first, Anna, 
uh, because you know that that's part of my gratitude and, and and also my message is that we all have a message and and a power inside of us that is waiting to be expressed and you Anna do it through hosting the, this podcast and all of the amazing initiatives that you have but but you know we are not special because we are all special mm-hmm. which is crazy and that is it like find and own whatever it is that you were born to express and give it to the world mm-hmm. because when we are in contribution to others then things yeah, we, we get bogged down. Yeah, we get stressed out. And those of us who have, you know, those kind of destructive and intrusive thoughts, they're going to show up. And yet, as you are in contribution to others, you're going to find that purpose to get up and find the light in the darkness and find the hope and despair. Because it's all about contributing to others and being the carrier of that light to other people. Alina, I want to truly say thank you for from all that is, from the whole world that you chose to get up off of the floor and that you chose to find this because I, I've never felt so called to truly just thank you for existing. Like I don't always feel called to do that, but I just want you to know I just I humbly, humbly see you and I'm so grateful that you are here in this world and you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, please feel free to leave us a review and tell us what you thought and what you learned. Also, don't forget to get your own website template by going to the-webgoddess.com and use the promo code PURPOSE10 to get 10% off today.